Vertsparts. Okay. So hi Verts, welcome to the Vertsparts where I get to talk about anything and everything with any Verts and every Verts. I'm Tamara and today I have here with me Sheila Chikulozi. Nice. nice to meet you Sheila. Nice to meet you Tamara. What do you do? God. I am I'm in a new place of actually having a decisive description so this is nice I am I'm a filmmaker and I am a world maker I use my imagination to create worlds that people can experience mm. so do you think you're an introvert extrovert or an ambivert what is an ambivert both yeah a like hybrid a yes I'm a hybrid person like I'm whatever I think anything that like has either or I'm usually in the in middle between. yeah mm. for me I think I'm an extroverted introvert in the sense that when you meet me at first I'm usually quiet and shy because I like to observe then afterwards I become extremely extroverted with you so it's like you met two versions of me you met the quiet person then you met the so not quite a person. Yeah. Yeah. So today we'll be talking about your fullest, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you know how people say, I can't wait to live my life to the fullest. Yeah. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to do that. And then all those things that they're saying are not really what they really are. It's just like what the society has termed it as in the sense that society says as a lady by 30 you should have had at mm-hmm. least one child and be married in your husband's house mm-hmm. as a lady you shouldn't be too, you shouldn't be too successful mm. as a man you should be this as a man you should be that so it's mm. like the society already has this definition for everything so yes. it's like no matter what phase you're going into you can't exactly go into that phase without having a society's definition mm-hmm. of that phase. Mm-hmm. So living your life to the fullest, it's like the society has termed it as clubbing, traveling, shopping, having money. Society meaning Instagram. Exactly, <laughs> Instagram. So it's like, what do you think living your life to the fullest really means? Um... I mean, as somebody that calls myself a world maker, <laughs> I, like my understanding of living life to the fullest is so, I was actually asked this on an interview recently about what do I think freedom, I think, what do I think change or freedom, what do I think freedom is? And I said, the, oh, change. And I said, I believe it's the freedom of a person to prefer her preferences and um, what did I say? And express her needs, to express her needs and prefer her preferences. Because when I say world world making, it's because like no matter what, the output is not even how I define what I do. The intention is how I define. And because people go through so many different experiences in life that. Sometimes your intention is that I just want to like have loads of sex. That is my intention right now, like to do that. But sometimes what you get at the end of that experience can actually transform the want you had so much so that actually what you want now is no sex at all. Mm. But I think that this is the thing that 
many people are not pre prepared for. Many people expect that what you say you want is what you should want forever. But I've never been able, I change so often, I transmute my needs and my wants so often that I think I've been very tempted to feel bad about how much I morph. My friends sometimes call me a chameleon. Like people tell me that they, people, some people don't recognize me after a particular time. Sometimes after six months, people will see me outside and they'll pass me and then I'll say hi. And they're like, it's you? Because I always feel that sometimes your energy is built by what you're vibrating towards. What are you magnetized to? What are you attracted to? What kind of wants are you attracted to? Your wants dictate your world for me. Because you have needs. Definitely you have needs, everybody has needs. But sometimes people feel like they are trapped by their needs, but they are lifted by their wants. It's like self-care. You know how people talk about, yeah, like I just want to take care of myself. Like, how do you want to take care of yourself? By smoking another cigarette? I say that to myself <laughs> as well. It's like, yeah, self-care. Is it really self-care? It's just that I want to do it. And I feel that sometimes my wants give me a breath of fresh air from my needs because your need is like, I need to take my drugs three times a day. I need to brush my teeth. Um, but then I want to go to Japan. And sometimes your want is so, is so powerful that it actually is a need. It is a need to have a want. Like human beings are wired to have wants. And God understands that, which is why God is a God of luxury. Like, I feel like God has made the earth super luxurious. Like, you see some flowers and you're like, you are so expensive for the universe to make. And what are you but a flower? Like, you're just, <laughs> you're just, you're just flowering it up here. Like, are you taking so, like, orchids? But that's because God understands that beauty, like, whatever we call frivolous beauty, is very important for appreciating like symmetry it's very important for appreciating the importance of rest imagine that god had to like put rest as a force he said it is a sin if you don't observe sabbath like you actually have to rest this is not a drill the same way you have to work is the same way you have to rest because god must have felt that in god's self where yeah. it's like for me to actually be the god that needs to like mother or father these children. I need to pop. I need to sleep. <laughs> I need to sleep. Um, so I just feel like that thing about <laughs> nobody can dictate what your fullest life is except you. Like I remember I was in the club <laughs> one of these days, like this was in London I think, and it was cold because it was winter. It was getting to winter, and I was wearing was I was I wearing heels or boots? I think I was wearing boots, but I was still cold. But they were heels and I was wearing a short skirt. And then I was like, I was having the time of my life. Like, well, not the time of my life, I was shot dancing. Yeah. But then really quickly, I became very tired and I wanted my bed. And yeah. I looked at the time and it was like 2 a.m. And I was like, it's so crazy to me that somehow, somehow in this world, somebody told me that you are a 20-something-year-old and the way to be living your fullest life at 20-something is to be yeah, out so. clubbing at 2 a.m. So forget all your desires to be sleeping. <laughs> I was like, one name, if I hear... 
<laughs> I just told everybody, bye, bye, bye. I'm going, I'm going to bed. I was just like, I'm going to bed. I don't like, I can't, I cannot put your needs. Yeah, I cannot put your needs above. And in fact, at that point in time, my bed became a want. Because your wants can become needs and your needs can become wants. You just have to sort of like really be aware of where you are at every moment and be honest with yourself because your honesty is the thing that's going to deliver you into your fullest life. That thing I'm saying about like, oh yeah, like you want to have so much, let's say you say you want to have so much sex. By the time you do it to a certain extent, there's something called the law of diminishing returns, like the economical law of diminishing, like marginal utility, where things can only be useful to a certain point. And in fact, the same thing that was like driving you up the graph, like off the charts, just by passing a certain level, it brings you straight back down. And that's because I always think the energy of excess is the energy of excess. It doesn't matter whether the thing you turn good. Most of the things in life have a neutral charge. It's up to your use to determine like whether the charge becomes positive or negative. It's like good food. I remember um, my friend did a salad the other day and she yeah. gave me like mad meat and rice and I was just so happy. I was eating and then I was like, wow, I am so full, I am annoyed. You know when you, you get full, you can, and then it's like, you can get irritated and you yeah. can get disgusted and it's not the fault of the food. The food was not irritating, the food was not disgusting. The food was actually so good that like, you overdid it, but you're overdoing it now registers whatever is inside your body as a bad thing. Yeah. Mm, okay, I get what you mean. So it could be like when you get excess of something, you start to get tired of it, especially if it's not something you actually really want. So that's where honesty comes in. Yep. So for Because if you say, sorry, because no, if you, you say, continue. oh yeah, you want to, I don't know, you want to eat lots of food. Is it yeah. that you want to eat lots of food or you want to feel, you want to be well-fed? Like, mm. what is the, what is, what, what's beyond, because sometimes we, we look at what is around us to determine what is best for us. But there are some things that are not around us immediately that are actually better for us. Yeah. Like, people maybe think that having a good life is synonymous with having lots of friends and going out to lots of parties. Yeah. But that's because they haven't seen a, they haven't experienced a successful life where a person who is like wealthy and happy has a small circle of friends and is maybe not going to the clubs, but is going to like Norway to like do these clay baths in these natural volcanic mountains. I didn't know that, I didn't know it existed until like one of my professors was going there for holiday and I'm like, this is a real place. <laughs> it's a real place. Mm. For me, I would think, like you said, honesty. So I think for you to know who you truly are, you have to take the society away from what you think you want to be, right? So in the sense that if you think, oh, okay, I want to make this decision, mm -hmm. don't make this decision in regards to like what the society says. Mm -hmm. says. So for me, I have like a lot of my peers on Instagram mm -hmm. that are like clubbing, that go clubbing, and then I see some snaps, and I'm like, why am I in bed by this time? But I know fully well that like 
if I do go clubbing, I will get tired. I don't like noisy places. So I feel like a lot of the things we think we want, we don't really want them because we're just seeing people enjoying this thing, but then like, you know for a fact that you wouldn't enjoy this thing. So why are you so fixated on this thing that you know you wouldn't enjoy and you're making it like bring your mood down? There are times when I see people clubbing and I'm like, my dad would never let me go clubbing. And then I'm like, what? These people have that, right? Yeah. So it's like, there's this anger building up within me. Like, yeah. why can't you just let me go out for once yeah. at night? These people have that that are letting them. But I know for a fact that I wouldn't, en- yes. I wouldn't enjoy it. So why are we so fixated on it? So it, it took me a while for me to realize that I, my fullness doesn't have to relate to anybody. Let me read you something that someone just actually sent me. I hope this, the volume of this thing is still working out perfectly. God. <laughs> I'm calling on God to make sure. But my friend, she sent me, um, she sent me a tweet. You know Maryam Hasna? Do you know yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really, I, I really enjoy her, her process of transformation. And she said, some of the ways you are attached to being different aren't actually authentic to your nature. They are simply identity coping strategies created on the pendulum swing away from the pressure to fit into the status quo. Your true nature isn't a rebellion, a pushing away, or a clinging. So what she basically meant by this or what she was trying to say I feel like is sometimes people think and I notice this a lot with actually because I went to school in America I went to college in America and I stayed there for just a short while and I noticed it there a lot with my white friends because you know white parents they afford their children a lot of freedoms yeah. and they take care of a lot of like this is a stereotype but they, they, they take care of a lot of responsibilities yeah. but the thing is I think as human beings we still have a desire to be a self and a self is someone that endures into survival like you are the one that brought it's like the hero's journey the hero's journey is just basically the story of someone who had to turn away from the largest of a community and then find their own mission, like find whatever destination they wanted to arrive at and then struggle for it on their own. It's wanting to be that version of yourself that even if you end up at a community, it's because you came there by yourself, mm-hmm. that sense of defiance. Yeah. But sometimes when white people get a lot of like, things taken care of they don't feel that there's anything they have to struggle for they don't and that's in the middle of that struggle is when you get that sense of I can so they have to figure out their I can by themselves and sometimes that's what leads to all these like very confusing means of like defiance it's like why like why are you doing this again and you realize that they have to find something to struggle like against and I find it too with like even in myself, where it's like to, to sometimes to feel like I'm the most authentic. It's reduced a lot as the years have gone by, gone by. But in the beginning, like to feel like I am my most original self, sometimes I feel like wherever, wherever people, people are mm-hmm. is maybe where I don't want to be. Mm. 
but it's both is it's twofold right because yeah. sometimes it comes from the fact that i actually really yearn to be where people are yeah like i really 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 want to be amongst my friends like i want to be seen as someone who has friends like i want to be seen as someone who is also not left out in the cold so what had now happened was that sometimes i was actually turning away from my own true nature to be just like some regular regular people who yeah. want to go to bed who want to like sleep because sometimes those people seem unoriginal to me yeah. i'm like are you so boring that you would want, you want to, to do to this bed? but sometimes i'm the boring one but then like i'm now turning towards something that's even more unoriginal to seem original which is going clubbing and like so that's i'm bringing it up because it's like it's a double-edged sword on one hand you want to that feeling of like you know asking your dad or asking yourself why your dad can't allow you go out yeah. it's it it has to do with your relationship with your dad like it has to do it, it's more it's beyond clubbing it's more like why can't you let me do things i want to do that's the first edge of the sword but then the second edge of the sword is re recognizing these people look to me like people who can do what they want to do but I also have to recognize that what they're doing is not what I want to do right now. What I want is their freedom, not really what, what they're do? doing with it. Uh, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> that, yes. It took me a long time yes. to get there, but I was trying to yes, like... Yes, yes, I said now. So I'm not exactly looking at them because they're clubbing. I'm looking mm -hmm. at the time they're clubbing. And then it's like, these people are clubbing by this time. But I know I can't be allowed outside by this time. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's so like because it's, it's, it's about it's like that means these are probably the people that can like just go out of their house and you know in Nigeria as well we have different connotations for different type. Like for me, when people are raised like that, I always imagine that they were richer, like in, yeah, in richer families. Yeah. So I'm like, obviously these are people that like can travel out whenever they want. Mm -hmm. That people that like they have like the cooler like clothes and, and the cooler like parents. That. So it starts making me feel, but those conclusions are so wrong like the more i grew up the more wrong i see they are because sometimes what i thought was like you know a cool parent was actually a parent who didn't really have enough time to actually parent their child yeah and then made up for it with like money being cool it's not everything is not what it seems i'm just and again with this insta why i said instagram is that it's causing a lot instagram is causing a lot i won't say instagram is causing a lot of havoc and yes if this were another podcast, we can go into the way that the algorithm is causing a lot of people to... Because Instagram is like a job. You kind of have to show up to Instagram. Like, people, people depend on Instagram for the livelihoods. Like, Instagram is paying for people's children's education. It's paying mm -hmm. for their vacation trips. So it is... It's not something that's really, truly a hobby. It's something that's actually, like, an employment scheme, an employment strategy. Yeah. so sometimes people have to it's like how a job will have like specifications you can't really dye your hair this color at work you have to show up to work from eight to five mm -hmm. you have to put in these amount of hours these are your kpis Be maybe because people don't know that they're fulfilling certain things from instagram's like preferences yeah. they don't 
they don't understand that this is why these group of people are getting rewards in terms of like likes or comments or shares and these other people are not these are the people who are doing the job that Instagram is paying them to even and I mean with anything if you have somebody who is doing what you want you repay them because they're going to keep doing more yeah. Instagram wants to wants to make the world believe that there's a certain kind of life that is livable in reality I don't think it's an Instagram thing yes. I think it's like a mindset yes. so I feel we place a lot on social media as a hold so it's like people are depressed because of social media for example the kardashians mm -hmm. right they've changed body types they've changed how you see yourself how you want your body to seem like because mm -hmm. of the amount of surgeries they've gone to get done and all of that but i feel as though like if you know yourself if you're firm in like who you are as a person mm -hmm. the social media won't have as much influence as people think it is you know i used to think that and that's why i said if this were a different podcast i would go like really gung-ho into the algorithm but you it's like do you ever hear about the crack era in african-american communities no so there was an era where like i think sometime in the 80s actually where crack was really like like crack was crack cocaine was I don't know if say affluent was just over available in certain projects and people would always say it's just because you know black people cannot control themselves black people are doing this but years later they found out that actually the the government or like certain governmental um, I don't know what's the I'm looking for the politically appropriate word to use. It's claimed that certain governmental affiliated or government affiliated um, people actually went into these communities and intentionally spread crack. So mm. you can say, oh yeah, like you know, people are addicted or whatever, whatever, whatever. But if you're going to go into these communities with an intention to make sure that people are constantly like have this thing available to them like are constantly fed the drugs of course it's like you know when they do these tests with rats yeah where they put rats into like um test tubes and then they feed them cocaine you can say okay yeah why are these rats addicted to cocaine but they're fed cocaine mm -hmm. it's the same it's a very similar story with instagram yes people need to build stronger like i'm of the opinion that people need to build stronger mental facility to stop themselves from being addicted to like the validation that instagram brings but like i said instagram becomes it becomes a way of life instagram is slowly but truly becoming like a religion it's a place and one of the things i always say about church is that some people go to church for after church because yeah. after church is where you the see vibes. exactly it's where you see the person you haven't seen in a long time you talk about business you talk about like a lot of deals are made after church a lot of like family you, you get invited to family events from after church same thing with instagram people need community people need like jobs people find out about each other's businesses through instagram people patronize people's businesses through instagram people find out like what people need you can share your need on instagram you can also show your community which shows like 
what people can get from you if they associate with you. So Instagram is not, it's not that much of a joke and it's also not as determined by us alone as we think. There is a lot about the way the Instagram is designed and the algorithm that Instagram has that forces the users to use it in a certain way. So I, I, I'm agreeing that it's both, but I think, but I think sometimes we overestimate how much it has to do with just us. But we also have to start recognizing that it is also. I, I think that people should start having Instagram fast. I think people should have social media fast, like. Spending time away from social media. Yeah, like three days a month. No social media. Like, what happens then? What, what, what connects? Even this morning, like, and I think this is what I'm saying about time. Like, one of the things that was able to help me redirect myself away from Instagram was actually these astrology Podcast. podcasts. I'm like, I'd rather spend my time. I'm like, I'd rather spend my time thinking about Jupiter and Mercury, even if that's going to make me seem like I'm now an astro babe. Like, <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather learn about these, the Milky Way than come yeah. and then see yet another. Because the thing about seeing things on Instagram also, it makes you want to be it. Yes. It makes you want to post like it. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is that Instagram understands that people are wired to model what they see like it's just one of the ways we learn to be the people we are by looking at our parents that's why sometimes you do some things and your parents are like where did you learn that and you're like um from you mm-hmm. <laughs> like you may not have known but i was watching you this whole time that's part of, that's a lot of where they learn hand gestures where they learn what you say when they learn how to roll their eyes all this like you can't communicate you can't teach a child oh yeah now roll your eyes by mm-mm. the child sees how you respond to when you're like annoyed or yeah. when you're being sassy and they do it same thing with instagram we see people showing up to houses dressed like maybe this and you think okay this is how i need to start dressing to go out and you're like this is actually not functional to be entering an uber like mm-hmm. i can't be using i can't be using this fit to enter an uber and i think sometimes maybe people take it personally because they think it says something about what they cannot afford but sometimes what you cannot afford is actually like like that realization of what you cannot afford makes you a happier person because it lives right next to acceptance of what your fullest life realistically can be if you feel that right now you cannot afford to dress the way you want to get into a taxi then you have to sit with yourself and say what can i afford now yeah maybe i can afford like maybe i can afford is your back pain do you want to sit down no no i'm fine okay maybe you can afford um putting your clothes in your bag like leaving your house a different way and putting your clothes in your bag and when you start affording that when you do that a couple of times you might not realize i'm tired of this either i need a house closer to where i need to be or i need a different like fashion icon to invest in but you have to put your feet on the ground and make a decision about what you're full because i think even in this you know in this era of like you can be anything you want to be you really can be anything you want to be but you really you have to 
find out if you want to be that thing you want you say you want to be do you want to be that thing you say you want to be or is it something you hear people saying a lot that they want to be that and you think that that's the right thing to want like that's the am most ambitious thing it's like even in my industry like as a performance artist a lot of people feel they want to be on screen they want to be like the ones in the spotlights or they want to be a musician. Okay, sure, you want to be a musician, but do you actually want to be on tour for like 10 months out of 12 months, which means that you might not see your family for those 10 months? Do you want to be showing up in places where you don't know anybody, but yet you have to perform and you have to perform with the same energy like that they heard the song? Do you want to like, have to go out to places where you just want to be a wedding guest but people see you and then they give you the microphone and expect you to start singing and if you don't do that they say that you're not a nice person like do you want to be on such strict diet regimes that you can't actually sometimes show up to places because you're afraid you're going to eat and like disappoint your trainer or have people tell you that you're adding weight and you're not putting in enough work yeah. you have to think about the journey that gets you your ten of cups. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just think about your ten of cups and be like, yay, happy family, wish fulfillment, married to the perfect husband, have the perfect children, look at how they are playing Ringa Ringa Roses. Everybody's wish fulfillment is different. Everybody's ten of cups looks differently. Some people like ten small cups. Some people like 10 large cups. I have people like ask me certain questions even about my career, like with why I do things at small scale. Doesn't mean I'm scared or doesn't mean, there's some things that I'm scared of for good reason. I'm scared of being away from the people I love for 10 months out of 12 months because I went to boarding school since I was 10. Sure, yeah, like I've learned a lot, but do I want to repeat that life? Yeah. Maybe not. Mm. Mm. I get what you mean. So right now, do you think you can like say three fullest that you have? Three fullest experiences of life? No, three things that when you do, at the end of the day, you feel as though you've lived your life to the fullest oh, for yes. that day. Oh yes. Um, when I do my exhibitions when I put up my, my art installations. I think even, especially like even this one, I felt, I felt, oh wow, I'm actually doing the thing I dreamt of doing when I was a child. It takes a lot of strength sometimes to admit that where you are is where you've dreamt of being because sometimes, because your mind is always thinking more, I want to do more. I want to put out more. It takes a really long period of intentional training to teach your mind how to say, I'm doing enough, I'm doing enough. This is exactly like where I wanted to be. So let me acknowledge it now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like when I put up my exhibitions and I have my performances um, mm. that people can come to and experience me, like yeah. where they can see me. I can show up, it makes me very happy. What else? When I can dance in the mornings, mm. I really, like, that's my fullest life. Just dancing. having time to dance. I love dancing. I'm having time to dance in the morning. Um, 
and then playing with my niece mm. is very important to me. Yeah. For me, I think I'll just have to describe my fullest day. Mm -hmm. So for me, it would be like waking up by 6.30 because I like silence. Yes. So waking up by 6.30 and everywhere is silent. Yes. I listen to the Digital Sisterhood podcast. I start my morning right. If I had the cat, I wake up snuggled up with my cat mm -hmm. and then I journal my morning thoughts for the day wash my face just living like the soft life yes. but then the like permanent things that i would say my fullest hour would be cuddled up in bed like with uh with coffee reading a book and then everywhere is just cozy quiet. and extremely quiet and i can just be at peace in that present moment knowing that like i'm in my space yeah. and then nothing is like the story being made mm -hmm. for me so that would be like a fullest that I have with me without interference from any other person. Mm -hmm. But if there's a fullest I have with like other people, my friends for example, it would be spending time with my favorite person in the world. And then there are times we stay downstairs. So I stay at my aunt's place. So there's this friend I have that like, there are nights where we just stay downstairs in his car and then we talk about the most random things. We talk about, we do karaoke, so I'm a karaoke person, so mm -hmm. I can't listen to a song and not like belt it out. I can't listen to a song and not shout, yeah. you know? So like, I realized that anytime I spend time with this person, right, I feel full at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I'm excited that I spend time with this person. So my fullest in regards to people would be spending time with this person in particular because at the end of the day, I'm not like, oh, if I'm not sure I'm going outside. Um, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I wish I spent longer time yes. with this particular yes. person. Yes. My yes. fullest with other people would involve me spending time with my cousins, mm -hmm. watching my cousin's favorite show on mm -hmm. TV, teasing her and all of that, mm -hmm. having karaoke with my friends, mm -hmm. going shopping. Mm -hmm. So when it involves other people, I still like to be grounded in who I am as a person yeah. for my fullest. So yeah, I think that would be my fullest. That's nice. I mean, what you were saying reminded me of there's a quote by this guy called Mark Shaw, and he says, "And when you are blessed, you will know because you will feel full." Yeah. So right now, I would say for a while I didn't feel full because I was so focused on these are the things that I want for myself, but they weren't really the things that I wanted for myself, like you said. So I had to be honest with myself through journaling by mm -hmm. saying, okay, so mm -hmm. when you see yourself in five years, what exactly are you doing? How yeah. do you wake up in the morning? What's your morning routine like? Yeah. So it wasn't until I was able to like write down all of these things, I realized that the things that I want to do now do not exactly fall in line with the things that I see myself doing. So I just had to take a step back, find myself, and then now I can say I'm fully grounded in what my fullest are. So before, if I had the opportunity to go to the club, yeah. And you were like, oh, come to the club with us. I would go, yeah. knowing that like, I wouldn't feel comfortable there. Mm -hmm. But now, if I have the opportunity to go to the club and you invite me to go to the club, I'm like, nah, I'll just stay in bed, I send me pictures, you know? Yeah. I would like your picture, something like that. So yeah. I'm grounded in who I am right now in my fullest. And I feel as though I've already started living my life to the fullest. Mm -hmm. And then I don't have to post pictures on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go on five trips in three months mm -hmm. for you to know that I'm living my life to the fullest. Mm -hmm. If I feel full, mm -hmm. 
I don't need to explain to you as to what I feel for right. once I feel for. So that's right. just right. how I say right. it, to be very right. honest. Because right. I mean, if you're full, then you don't really need anything else. You're already yeah. full. You don't need extra validation. You don't need, you just, you're full. Yeah. Yeah, I have to even go now. So I think that's kind of like it. Do you yeah, have any rough. last year? Um, this is just for me to like tell people like live your life to the fullest. You don't have to live your life to the fullest according, according to what society says. Just when you find yourself, you don't even need to find yourself. You just need to like do little things that matter to you. Mm -hmm. And then if these things at the end of the day you feel alright, you feel like you've lived your day in a way that like you'd want to relieve it the next day, I think little by little you've started to like find your fullest so you don't have to live your life to the fullest by like owning a private jet and just like you know what uh, i'm out of here and then like <laughs> yeah because <laughs> uh, private jet six is very expensive to maintain yeah. a private jet so if yeah, you don't it's it not is. just the only of the private jets it's also the maintenance of the private jets yeah and then you don't need to have money money is good but you don't necessarily need to have money to live your life to the fullest it could be reading a book yeah, it could be eating yeah yeah, yeah. just sort of where, where my mind is at as well is that because when I, I i went to a school that was kind of like a non-profit focused school mm -hmm. um so i think we had this idea that yeah you definitely don't need money you definitely yeah. don't need money but what i'm realizing is that i actually need money because money is an energy Mm. Um, I need, and, but the thing is, I don't need more money than I need. Yeah. I need the money that I need, and the money that I need is is measured. If I have an overflow of money, mm -hmm. like there's more than what I need, it can actually distract me and disrupt my fullest life. Like for instance, if I'm on vacation and then I have like a lot of things taken care of, mm -hmm. maybe I just need like hundred dollars that week or like maybe I needed that month because all my my like my provisions are taken care of my yeah. accommodation so that's not what I need I need I need more time than money sort mm. of like at that at that point in time yeah. but I think that like when you're living your fullest life it, you need more currencies than money I wouldn't say you don't need money, yeah. but you need more currency than money. Money cannot be the only currency through which you enjoy your life. And when you don't have money available to you, you have to look at the other currencies in your life. Yeah, like and make you feel full. Exactly. And then take advantage. I keep thinking that my breast is flying out. Of this <laughs> and then like, yeah, use that to, to transmute that energy into something else. You can always, you always have something available you can always be on your way to what you need or what yeah. you want as long as you look around you okay thank you sheila for You're joining welcome. us today on the third spot it was nice talking to you My see pleasure. you guys next thursday bye, bye.